Welcome back, everyone, to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 92 today. Today is a fun episode because right now, uh, usually we do our podcast on Wednesday or Saturdays, but our schedules are very weird this time right now. So They're all over yeah. the place. Tonight is a special episode. Welcome back to the, or not welcome back, <laughs> introducing the first episode of Late Night with the High Tempo Boys. It's late at night. Oh, it's what is it like nine? <laughs> it's like almost ten o'clock. It's nine fifty. Yeah, and just FYI, we are early birds. <laughs> we don't stay up past midnight ever. So you will hear oh, us. We don't stay up past eleven ever. Yeah, we will progressively <laughs> get more and more tired as this episode goes on, and I cannot wait. There will be lots of laughs. Not a lot of structure. <laughs> right, I don't think yeah. towards the end. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's a late night episode today. Um, but you know we were gonna we could wait till Saturday to do an episode, but. We got some stuff to talk about, you know, first round NBA playoffs is going on, but you know, my favorite part, you know, you, you watch late night TV on, or on TV, they just say swear words because it's late <laughs> night. So let's fucking get it. Let's get this let's, show on the fucking road. Let's get this shit, baby. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Sorry if you're a little kid listening, but whatever. So, um, yeah. How, how are you doing today, by the way? Good. It was a good day. It was long. I started. So today was like, I went weightlifting with Jordan. Like, it's the start of me trying to get back into weightlifting. I haven't weightlifted since senior year of high school. Like, the start. And it was, I was dead at the end of the yeah. day. I was tired. That'll happen. <laughs> How was yours? Not bad. Mold lawns. That's pretty <laughs> much it. So, yeah, let's just, let's hop right into it. Um, We're going to talk about the NBA for a majority of this episode. But uh, to start it off, since the last time we did our podcast, Julio Jones uh, requested a trade from the Atlanta Falcons, and then Shannon Sharp called him in the middle of Undisputed, and and which was super scripted, by the way. There's no way that he just randomly called Julio Jones and he answered. Picked and, up yeah, right away. Like, um, but Julio said that he's out of Atlanta and he doesn't want to go to the Cowboys. And I think it is realistic that we're going to see Julio Jones get traded before the start of the NFL season, unlike uh, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Those are kind of, you know... It would be cool to see them get traded, but it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But Julio Jones is definitely one that could happen. So we're going to go over our three teams that we think are the best spots or most realistic spots that we would like um, to see Julio Jones land to. I, I wrote down a bunch of other ones, too, like just like ones that could happen. But I put down the three that I like the most. Yeah, and as did I. And I am like the thought of Julio Jones being not on the Falcons gets me so happy. Because, like, <laughs> really? I just don't want to – I'm just sick of him wearing a Falcons jersey. See, I feel like he looks cold in the Falcons. Like, I've always liked the Falcons colorway, so. I meant, like, I want to I want to see him, like, be on a competitor oh, this yeah. next year. Like, True. I, it's the end of his – I mean, he's getting towards the end. He's 31. Yeah. The NFL – And you he's don't, an injury-prone player as yeah, well. You don't last that long in the NFL. I mean, you last about 35, 34 max at yeah. wide receiver. Calvin Johnson was out of the league by Julio's age right now. Yeah, which is just absolutely <laughs> nuts. Uh. The first team that I think is, like, the forefront, I would say, of trade talks of, like, or maybe, like, the favorite people, what people want to see is the Ravens. I love the idea awesome. of the Ravens fixing their issues. They already have a bunch of cap money with, uh, or they can make some with the Orlando Brown trade and everything. They have picks to trade, and they could fix their issue, their whole problem of not having a goddamn number one receiver. Boom. Fixed. Here's Julio Jones. 
top 10 wide receiver in the league, undisputedly. Yeah, I wrote down the Ravens as one of my like honorable mention ones, I guess. Uh, I really like that, though. I mean, Julio just fits Lamar and Baltimore's swagger. Um, you know, him and Hollywood would be lined up. They also got Rashad Bateman in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be, I mean, the the main thing that we've said about the Ravens the last two seasons is there's, there's not enough weapons on offense. You know, you have Lamar that is going to, even if you know he's going to run the ball, he's still going to do it effectively. But having that threat of a Julio Jones, and then and then that just takes pressure off of Marquise Brown. I think Marquise Brown gets a lot of hate just because he is, you know, the number one wide receiver in Baltimore. I think he could be a fantastic number two wide receiver, yeah. especially next to a guy like Julio Jones, who's their kind of opposite wide receivers. So I like that Ravens pick. Yeah, he gets hate because he's a number one wide receiver who shouldn't be a number one wide receiver. Right, he should be a number two yeah. on most teams, all teams. And he's also two years in the league too. Like, yeah. give him a little bit <laughs> of time. He's got plenty of time to grow. Yeah. Um, my first team, I just wrote this one down first, just because this one is kind of very expected. Uh, it's the Tennessee Titans. They are reportedly like the front runner to get Julio Jones. Um, how cool would this be though? Julio Jones with AJ Brown on the outside. They just lost Corey Davis. Pretty good replacement in Julio <laughs> Pretty Jones. Good. Yeah. Um, and then you just have the best running back in the league um, behind Ryan Tannehill as well, behind a pretty decent offensive line as well. Um, the Titans are kind of a team that I feel like had kind of a poor offseason. They lost a lot of guys. They go out and get Julio Jones, though. Julio and, a- and A.J. Brown are probably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL, I would say. Like, yeah, probably. I, 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 off the top of I, my head, I think so. I mean, Tyreek Hill and no, no, no. AJ Brown and <laughs> yeah, I mean because yeah. like I mean Julio and Calvin Ridley were already a top duo, but I feel like AJ Brown is better than Calvin Ridley, so that would be that would be crazy for Tannehill. And who's the linebacker that's got a pretty decent sized contract that they're saying uh, for, might get traded? For Tennessee, yeah. Uh, they're they're saying there's a linebacker that might get traded for Julio. Kenneth Murray, maybe? No, probably not. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. Remember. I don't remember. I don't know. I can't think. But. Like I would love that. Could you imagine the Titans in the AFC with that kind of roster? Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, Julio, and AJ Brown. That is nuts. That is talk about offensive depth. Ryan Tannehill, who I have always been a huge not fan of. <laughs> I hate that guy. I hate his guts. But like he doesn't make many mistakes, especially with Derrick Henry in the backfield, yeah. only throwing seventeen times a game. <laughs> Could you imagine him throwing seventeen times a game, nine to Julio, eight to AJ yeah. Brown? They'd be crazy. <laughs> It'd be absolutely yeah. insane. I like I like the Titan. The you know they're the front runners for a reason because I think it is a good. It's a realistic option, and it would just be awesome to see in a, in a division that's kind of not wide open. But I mean, them and the Colts is pretty much it. Jacksonville and Houston are probably both going to be pretty bad this year. So, yeah, that's my first team is the Titans. Who's your number two team? My number two team was the Titans mm. as the other one, and I was afraid that would happen a little bit of overlap. I figured, yeah. I. Uh, Number three is the one that's outlandish and would be absolutely insane. Uh, And it's Julio Jones going to the Cardinals. You saw D-Hop say that he would restructure his contract. They already have, like, I think they have, like, 13 mil in cap space or something crazy available. Yeah, I think Julio's is, like, 15 point something. So, like, oh, yeah, I bet you that's real hard for D-Hop to restructure and put two mils on next year and take it off of this year or whatever, however that works. Could you imagine... The duo of Julio Jones and D-Hop, it'd have to be a top five wide receiver duo in NFL history. Oh, yeah. Probably. Might be number one. I mean, mean, you have two top five receivers. Yeah, two top three receivers probably. Two 
top 15 all-time wide receivers, probably. Eh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But, yeah, it's two top, two of the greatest receivers we've seen of our generation yeah. on the same team with a young quarterback. And, like, <laughs> the shortest, one of the shortest QBs in the league with two monsters <laughs> on the outside. Yeah. Just humongous. Man, that would be sick. I didn't write them down just because it probably won't happen. It probably but won't. Still, that, that's, that would be so fun. Uh, my number two team is the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, <laughs> Your favorite team in the NFL. What a, I'm, what an awesome thing this would be. I mean, taming up. I mean, this is we just keep talking about wide receiver duos, but Keenan Allen and Julio oh. Jones with Ooh. Herbert, MVP Herbert. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That that would be all. And you still have Eckler coming out of the backfield. Um, it, That's as good of a— The Chargers have the money to make this trade. It's just kind of do they—is it worth it to make this trade because you'd have to give up— I mean, I'm pretty sure Atlanta said they want at least a first-round pick out of this, which teams, I don't know if they would give up a first or not, but I say you pull the trigger to to surround Herbert with weapons early. Is that as good of an offense as the Titans with Julio Jones? Like the Chargers? Yeah, if the Chargers um, have Julio Jones, Keenan Allen. Also, it's probably a little Probably worse. not. Probably, probably just because of Derrick Henry, because though. Of That's Derrick, the yeah. only reason. Because Derrick Henry. Yeah. But, like, passing offense— Oh, way oh, better. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, it, Herbert's way better than Tannehill. And anyways. Eckler is a way better uh, yeah, running or wide receiver. I don't know what you want to call him. Catching back, receiving yeah. back. There you go. Uh, no, I love that. I would love to see Justin Herbert be paired up with another guy. Just mm-hmm. keep feeding him. Give yeah. him more weapons. You might as well. There's no reason not and to. And they, they beefed up his offensive line, too. I mean, like, you that look, Chargers team would be one of the best offenses. They're already going to be one of the best offenses in the league, but... Add Julio to the mix if he can stay healthy, that would be awesome. Might be game over, not really, yeah. but like, damn good offense. And then my last team is the team that shares the stadium with the Chargers, the Los Angeles Rams. Wow, I just put this because of Matt Stafford, pretty much. <laughs> um, the only problem with this is the Rams don't have a first round pick to like twenty twenty four. So it would be a really future pick, and I don't know, even know if they would want to give up another first-round pick after they've given up their last, like, five. <laughs> and I don't know if Atlanta would want a pick that's that far into the future. But imagine, like, Matt Stafford leaving Detroit, going to the Rams and being teamed up with Cooper Cup, Julio Jones. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Like, that That three itself is great. Oh. And then, um, what's his face? Cam Akers in the backfield who's supposed to blow up this year, like, and a pretty good offensive line. I mean that, and the best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like that, that team wins the Super Bowl, right? Oh, <laughs> are their favorites? Yeah, they're they're, they're NFC favorites. At yeah, least, absolutely. I uh, no, and I would love that. And now that you bring that off the the five first round picks, is it worth it to go all in for one Super Bowl? Um, what is your definition of all in? Like, I mean, you've given up your whole future. Yeah, you have given up all. Like four straight years of first round. Is picks. it okay? Guaranteed Super Bowl though. Like, like, like. Are you saying that if if you give up your whole future to win one Super Bowl? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Kay. Because there's plenty of teams that have never won a Super Bowl, like the Lions. You know. Yeah. And, and getting that, just winning the Super Bowl is so much better than like, oh, we don't want to give up this pick because in five years it, this pick could be somewhat good, and then your team just is average the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know. So personally, if my team was a team that has won multiple Super Bowls, I might think differently. But I think giving up the whole future to win just one Super Bowl, especially is in a new city, 
Yeah. Like you're not you're not in your home anymore. You're, you were in St. Louis uh-huh. five years ago. And you're in L.A. Like, yeah. you're in one of the biggest markets in the world. So, I would, yeah, I think so. But I could, if you're a lower market team, though, I definitely think it is riskier. Yeah. So, now let's, let's, I mean, move the conversation. It's a late night episode. It's going everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Imagine being a Celtics fan and just never pulling the trigger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Being average for six years. I would hate that. I mean, they're not average. They've oh, they're above average. deep in the playoffs. Yes, but, but like. No championships. Have now, yeah. They've been Since refusing to get over the hump. Yeah. And I, if I'm the Rams, I give up everything to get Julio <laughs> Jones. Like, every- and I feel like the Rams one is a lot more unrealistic than all the other teams that we've said. Yep. That was kind of just a, like, wow, that Dream. would be awesome. Like, and imagine, I would have to get his jersey, but like. I already have the Stafford jersey. <laughs> you become so the biggest Rams fan I'd, ever. I just love both the L.A. football teams right this year. Like, I'm rooting for both of them. Yeah, go L.A. Like, it's it's Lions at one and then L.A. at two. Like, just both <laughs> of them. Not, I don't like the Chiefs anymore. They got too good. But yeah, the Chiefs aren't fun no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm I'm Dolphins. I'm I'm going Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins this year. was another team that might be able to make a yeah, trade. Yeah, I saw that. But, I mean, it just depends because... They, they don't really have, one, they don't really have the money, and two, like, we still don't know what their whole quarterback situation yeah. is, like, if they're sticking with Tua. And they, they brought in uh, Will Fuller and drafted Jalen Waddle, so. Low but key, that would be cool, though. I mean, like, Julio in Miami, like, who wouldn't like that? Oh, my, Julio in Miami, that's just, like, moving further south Atlanta. Like, that's, <laughs> it's, like, the same vibe. Southern Atlanta, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Southern Atlanta. <laughs> um, and then just for some honorable mention, uh, Teams I put on here, the Seattle Seahawks have a reportedly yeah, interest in in uh, Julio Jones, which would be really cool. Team him up with Russell Wilson. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles is another one that I think is is definitely interesting, just because if they want to rock with Jalen Hurts as their future, they they would have to create some sort of money. But they have a lot of guys that have uh, big deals that they could just cut. Um, Jacksonville was another one that I saw, just because Urban Meyer is pretty much just because Urban Meyer, you never know what he's gonna do. Um, and then one that I honestly really like is the Indianapolis Colts as well. I think that's a really good one. They don't have a, too many weapons at wide receiver. Um, they have a decent amount of money. Carson Wentz, first year in Indianapolis. I think that would be a really good one too. Yeah, I think it makes sense if you're like getting a new quarterback or a starting quarterback like a Tua, you know, Justin Herbert. Uh, Carson Wentz is now fresh yeah. in Indianapolis. Just so you you can't use the excuse of, oh, you didn't have weapons. Yeah, and, and it's like you're also setting them up to do well. Yeah. Like you're not especially if it's failure. a young QB too. Yeah, like, like might as well help him out. Like look at the Cardinals. They Kyler Murray has his rookie year, wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. They trade for DeAndre Hopkins, the yeah. best wide receiver in the NFL. Boom, like, we're gonna make it easy on yeah. you. Yeah, like that's a that's a very nice nice thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> make it very easy on your Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. By the grow. way, uh, my allergies are going nuts right now, so my nose is kind of stuffed up. So sorry. And I don't think they know that you're also eating Taco Bell this late <laughs> episode. Can you hear it on the? I have no idea. Yeah, maybe hope not. I, <laughs> I, hung- I can't tell. Pretty hungry. <laughs> um, any other like Julio talk though? Any other teams? I mean, like I know the Lions were kind of one that uh, was getting some talk, but really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't hear anything about that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Imagine if that just randomly happened, like after we hopped into the rebuild. Boom. Trick, give up the rest of the future <laughs> that we just got for Julio. I would be pissed. I would be. Really I wish the Giants okay, were in talks. Yeah, the Giants would be pretty cool too. But they, already have, they have a lot of wide receivers already now, though. Yeah, they do. But um, Todd Gurley met with the with the yeah, Lions huh? to to work or work to just met with them. 
interesting because you know we cut carry on we we signed our seventh round running back uh jamar jefferson that we drafted which usually a seventh round running back doesn't get signed so they obviously like him um but we we signed jamal williams so we pretty much chose jamal williams over carry on johnson and todd Gurley meets up it makes sense you know just because jared goff you know in la together and brad holmes is from the rams as well so they're they're familiar the front office is familiar with todd Gurley, but I mean, Todd Gurley is like clearly like washed. Like oh, he is he's, not signed he's for a reason. <laughs> like, there's a reason, but like Adrian Peterson. Yeah, but Adrian Peterson, all he did was take touches away from DeAndre Swift, and yeah, I get that. Like he, we, he was washed up until last season. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, he still didn't have that great of a season, but, but he wasn't bad. Yeah, no, I mean, if Gurley came to the Lions, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he'd be bad. He just wouldn't be. For me, washed doesn't mean they suck. They just are not as good as they what used to. Yeah, be. not as impactful to give them. Yeah, like Todd Gurley was almost the MVP a couple years ago. And Crazy. Like, now he's. Just not even on a team. No, so, I, and I read that and I went, "Huh?" I was like, "Why?" I was like, "What is the point of signing a guy yeah. like Todd Gurley?" Like, he, if, I don't know. It, it would be cool, I guess. Like, but I don't know. It just kind of would take away. I want to see Swift really be the. He. I want him to get twenty carries and five catches at like every game this yeah. this year, and then Jamal Williams can play a good amount and get a good amount of touches too. But I do think the run game is going to be really more, or I think we're going to be more run heavy than pass heavy this year, but I don't know how I feel about Gurley. It just, it doesn't make much sense to put Todd Gurley on a team that is already, like, isn't going to be good. Yeah, it'd be different if you're like the Buccaneers and you're looking for a third string running back or the Chiefs and you're going to pay him a million dollars to come play for you, but like. Yeah, you're looking for a third or a goal line back that is going to get five touches a game, sure. Yeah, but like. Why is the Lions, do we need a goal line former almost MVP running back? Like, it won't help us. All it's going to do is make DeAndre Swift not get those goal line touches. The, the only thing that I do and that I would be okay with it is we don't really have a power back. Like, Jamal Williams is a lot like DeAndre Swift. So, and I, I do like Jamal Williams. Like, I definitely want him to play a lot. So, we don't really have that power back third and inches type guy. So I wouldn't mind it, but if if he does come to the team, he shouldn't be. He should be the third string running back, like at all times. Never get never get more touches than the other two guys. Yeah, if he came to Blocking Lions, back. Seth would become a Lions fan. Todd Gurley and Jared Goff. <laughs> it's just his Rams yeah, that he exactly. fell in love with. It's the same team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am so excited for the NFL. Like before we move on to the NBA, I cannot wait to watch NFL football. Yeah, I'm year. super hyped for this season. I've talked about it a lot just because. I think it's I'm just so excited just because I don't have expectation high yep. expectations for the Lions this year. Like I'm so I'm excited for the rest of the end. Yeah, like I, I know the Lions are gonna else. suck. I know they're gonna suck. So let's go. Now if they, they might even exceed my expectations. That that's fine. But I just I think going into the season, kinda like how I did with the Pistons this year, it just had me so excited. Like this is year one of of the rebuild. Yeah. And year one of the rebuild yeah, it sucks because you're far away from the end of the rebuild, but at least you have a direction. Yeah, and yeah, we're first off, we're not sitting at the mid tier where we're expecting to make playoffs and we miss it for f- three straight <laughs> years. But it also, like you said, we we had to enjoy the entire NBA this year. We had to watch other teams and root for them all the time, even when they were playing the Pistons. We were like, yeah, be competitive, but beat us, beat us, and then it's gonna Except be the Bulls. Yeah, Fuck screw the Bulls. Screw the Bulls. <laughs> Uh, but like we're gonna be doing the same thing in NFL. You're gonna be a huge Chargers fan next year. Like you're gonna be huge, and like it, you're allowed to do that because the Lions suck. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, why? Like, I'm going to root for the Dolphins probably every game. <laughs> I won't. I, I will root for the Rams, but, like, they, I'm still upset about last fantasy season. We still have their season. pick, though, so, like. They're a tough one. They're I'm rooting for the Rams, but, like, yeah, if you want to suck at two, like, that's fine. Just don't be a mid-tier team. Just don't. Hopefully Matthew Stafford doesn't suck. Yeah, or get hurt. Oh, yeah. that would hurt. Oh, yeah. That, that would, would be so sad. Yeah, They're, let's not even talk about that. <laughs> I'm excited to watch the whole. I will root, I will probably be rooting for the Browns at one point this season. Yeah, I feel like you were rooting for them a lot last year, too. Yeah. I'm just excited for weekly picks, bro. I'm so <laughs> hyped too. for that. I missed that. I get the well. You gave me the Baker Mayfield comparison the other day in the backyard, and I love Baker Mayfield. He's got to yeah. be a, one of my favorite players in the NFL. <laughs> I, I just, I, I love that guy who's just so hype and intense all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I just love it. It, it makes me. It's the way I was. It's just <laughs> how I was. I was. I'm just hype. Yeah, intense. we'll probably do our uh, like standings and award NFL predictions once the NFL or the NBA playoffs is all wrapped up. Um, and like, on. yeah, well, yeah, well, I'll have to have Willie on for that to get the standings predictions, see if there's any horrible takes again. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson is not our good replacement. As we are just about to transition to the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets have defeated the Boston Celtics in game five to win the series. So the Celtics are now first round exits. Uh, Harden had a triple double. So Brooklyn will. Brooklyn wins its first playoff series since 2014. So you didn't see the start of this game. Romeo Langford started. Yeah, he started. Uh, he started most of the series. I'm. Pre- I think he might have started every game this series. Why? I mean, they they don't got Jalen Brown. Just seems so odd <laughs> to start him. Yeah. He, I mean, like, because I think Fournier uh, starts. I think uh, I think Marcus was, Smart comes off the Kemba, bench. Kemba didn't start tonight. Did he play? He probably not. Yeah, I let assume me, let not because. The starting lineup with Jason Tatum, Tatum had. Tatum has been, he had 90 points in the last two he had games. 20 going to 30, 32 tonight, which is yeah. still really good. Yeah, their starting lineup was, yeah, Kemba didn't play, it looks like. Okay. Marcus Smart, Evan Fournier, Romeo Langford. Romeo Langford had a good game, actually. It's 17. Oh, geez. Jason Tatum, Tristan Thompson. So. Bust who? Bust <laughs> yeah. who? Huh? Um, yeah, James Harden, 34, 10, and 10. Great game for him. KD had 24. Kyrie had 25. Kyrie had another dunk tonight. Really? It was just like a wide open. All right, so let's talk about, before we go through every series, um, let's talk about this incident that happened the other night. Kyrie Irving got a water bottle thrown at him. That's not really what we're talking about. Kyrie Irving, as they're leaving the game, stomps on the face of Lucky, the Boston Celtics uh, Logo. logo mascot guy who's on the center of the court. Stops on his head and like clearly meant to do it. Oh. Like like kind of wiped his foot off yeah. after like he had to sh- stepped in dog shit or something. Um, what do you think about this? Because uh, you know, Glenn, Big Baby Davis made a. If this wasn't you know, he pretty much said he would have beaten Kyrie's ass. And if, then he said like keep it on the court before somebody gets hurt. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, he said like huh? he he, he would have beaten the shit out of him if he was there. Or he'll get much. killed when he leaves. And then. Uh, he said that you know you Kevin or Kevin Garnett said you disrespecting everyone who's ever played for the Boston Celtics doing that. What what do you think about? Well, that? and then KD came back. Oh and yeah, come, KD said laughing, crying faces, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like shut the, <laughs> shut the fuck up, something. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he said a naughty word yeah, that I can't say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> might be late night, but we ain't saying that one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what do you think about that that situation though? Uh, I so here's the thing. As an outsider's perspective who doesn't like the Celtics or the Nets, I don't like either team. I love it. It, it creates more intense basketball, 
better games come with this. It's like when Trey Young became the villain at Madison Square Garden. It just made those games so much more fun to watch. Yeah. And, you know, that logo at center court is no different than the Dallas Cowboys star at midfield. It's just you don't do those things. And it's it's awesome when a player is like, I'm so badass that I don't give a fuck about <laughs> it. Like, I do not care. And so I like it. I think it's cool. It doesn't make me dislike Kyrie anymore. Anymore than I already do. I'm not a huge fan. I'm Shut not up. I'm not as much of a hater as I was. But uh I like it a lot. I think it adds intensity to the basketball. You know, if he plays another Celtic later in the uh playoffs, I mean there's probably somebody in front of him. Probably at some point. Uh, yeah. But like they might take it personal and they might come out hard fouls and it's like it's just, I was like low key, really low key hoping that the Celtics would have won tonight so that they would have had had to go yeah. back to Boston. Um, but it obviously didn't happen. That might that might have, in all honesty, turned out, turned out pretty bad. Like, <laughs> so here's Boston. a question, though: What if you like? Now let's okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to put this into a, a player's perspective. Okay. You're, let's say we're playing at Beal, right? Yep. Senior year, we're playing against a dude that used to play for Beal, transferred to Sacred Heart. Oh. After the game, they just beat us. They beat our team. Or wait, did yeah? They they just beat us on our own home court. And he walks out to center court and stomps on the. Let's just. There's but no. There's logo. nothing there. Let's but. say there's a an Aggie yeah. stomps on the Aggie guy who used to go to Beal yeah. and transferred because he didn't like Beal. Oh, I fight him. Got Lieber. That oh, we're playing no. Mount Pleasant. You no, know, I'm just kidding. Like that was just but no, that, yo. But, yeah. but like that's a, that's a perfect. What do comparison. you do though? I would literally. I'd be so mad at him. Like the next game we play, there would be like fists. Now, thrown. what if someone did it? Okay, let's let's put it in as you perspective of Big Baby Davis. Let's say it just happened at a Beal game tonight. Like, we, we no longer go to Beal, but it's just a kid that used to go to Beal. I would look at the kid and I'd say, that's a punk-ass bitch. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, it, it would get me feeling some type of way, but not enough to, like, say something to him. Yeah. I'd just be like, yeah, that kid's a pussy. I'm the I'm the same way with you, yeah. Like, so, if if it was my team and that happened to me, I would be like, dude, what the, what's your problem? You know, yeah. like, what what what's the point of doing that? But as a fan, though... I think that Kyrie can do whatever he wants, bro. Yeah. Uh, don't people step on the dude's face at the jump ball like every game? Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a little taken out of proportion, uh, just because like it's why is just the Celtics logo like that, but not yeah. every other logo? Like, if someone stepped on the Pistons logo, I don't care. <laughs> but like, is it? I mean, it has. When was the Celtics logo last changed? Is the thing. No, I and I get it. You know, the Celtics the history, are, a, are a great franchise, one of the most historic franchises in NBA history, the most winning franchise. Um, but you know, it's I like it though, because I, I I'm definitely on the Kyrie side of things just because I don't like the Celtics at all. So that's probably why I'm on the Kyrie side. But I think that Kyrie can do whatever he wants. You don't lose to Kyrie. Like yeah, you so, know, win the game at home. Then you don't have to deal with that. The other, this happened more, I mean, this has happened quite a few times over the last few years where it's been like blatant disrespect on another team's home court. Devin Are Bush. Are you talking about Devin Bush? Yeah. Devin yeah. Bush is different. Yeah, because it was like beef. Yeah. There was a lot and, of beef. And it was like, he was tearing it up yeah. too. He didn't just step on it. Baker. That's different. Baker, I forget what. The flag. Oh, yeah, he yeah. planted See, it. See, that was awesome. That was right? awesome. Yeah, but but, I could, but the thing is, if that happened to my team, though, I would be super pissed. I would hate him. He also did that at, like against Ohio State, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it so that's why it was better. awesome. Yeah, that's he why it was planted awesome. planted that bitch and said, yeah. let's go. Like, that was yeah. hype. Uh, I, I love it. I think it's good for basketball. 
I think this whole playoffs has been good for basketball, other than the fans. Yeah, the fans have been going nuts, but I think I, I'm not taking the fan side at all. Like, no. they like should not do it. But I think it's just because there has not been like a good amount of large crowds yet, and people are just ta- like going crazy, <laughs> thinking they can do whatever they want because there hasn't been fans. No, you can't, dude. Go to the game and just be a fan and be loud. Be a fan. Don't be a criminal or like yeah. don't be a, just an ass i yeah. guess don't, you can talk shit there's yeah. a difference between talking shit and like throwing something at at a player or you see last night in the wizards sixers game a dude ran yes. out on the court what is going just on like, <laughs> like just enjoy the game bro like yeah be loud boo call him a bitch call yeah. him a pussy don't like if you start throwing something at him that means like it doesn't mean that you're intending to harm him i'm just not what i'm saying but like the player might take it as that and you're pissing off a millionaire. Like, you're not going to get away very well with that, dude. And, and like, like you, player you, safety. I don't know. The thing I just feel like is, like, the whole Russell West, dude dumping popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Like, do you really think that you doing that, like, what is the what is the outcome of yeah. that? What you is know? your like, goal? I know that he was probably drunk or whatever. Like, there's no excuse, but, like. What is the point of you doing that, yeah. I guess? Like, what? oh, you do that, it's like, yes. Like, everyone is going to be like, Whoa. this guy is awesome. Yeah. Like, No, you got banned for life. Yeah. Dog. You can't go to an NBA game ever again. And, and Russell Westbrook would have probably murdered you if he if it wasn't for them security guys. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, yeah. And now all of, like, NBA fandom hates you as well. Yeah, exactly. Because so, you're ruining it. Yeah, like, exactly. You're, you're ruining it. You just ruin it. it for the rest of us. So People like who do stuff like that is going to make more restrictions at games and everything, and just it ruins it for everyone else. Yep. Did you see that the Brooklyn Nets, after everything that's been going on, tonight gave out a free complimentary beer to anyone over the age of 21? <laughs> what? Might as well. <laughs> like, they're already they want crazy. stuff to happen. Get, yeah. in, the, get in the news. They've, <laughs> fans have been crazy. The NBA has been crazy. Yeah. It's just all crazy. So let's get into each series. Uh, we're going to go through, kind of going to go through it like how we – went through our predictions for the series. So let's start in the Eastern Conference. One versus eight. Right now, Philly is up 3-1. Last night, they were up 3-0. Chance to sweep. Uh, Joel Embiid gets injured at, and leaves at halftime, Not does not return in the second half. And Washington ends up winning the game. Washington actually played really well. I watched a good amount of this game. Uh, and, yeah, Washington makes it. Uh, doesn't get swept. So, I mean, is this series over? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is do you would you play Embiid in Game Five or no? No, I, I would. I would. I would play him in Game. Play six. Game Five if there is a Game Six, then you play him. But I, th- I think Philly should be able to beat uh, the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards. And if they don't, you have two more tries, and like they're not yeah. good. And the Wizards played like really good the last night and barely won. They won by like five points. So Bertans mm-hmm. actually had a huge game for them. Westbrook had a crazy like twenty points, twenty. But he rebounds. did have a slow start. Yeah, he did. Start off what two for thirteen. Something, yeah, he didn't shoot the ball well, yeah. but he shot, he got to the free throw line a lot. But, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I think the series is over though. So let's talk, let's just, uh, because I want to talk about the loser of each series and what they should do for next season. So, Washington, let's just assume that they're going to lose, not going to be an eight seed, come back from 3 0. Um, going into this offseason, what does Washington got to do to, you know, should they try to get make their team better to go deeper in the playoffs? Should they rebuild? What are we thinking? There's there's the two roads. There's there's they're splitting hairs, and I bet you their entire front office is splitting hairs about what to do. You either trade Bradley Beal or you go all in. I don't know what all in looks like for the Wizards. I don't know what they go out and do, and I don't know how they do it. I think you trade Bradley Beal and hit the reset button, but the problem is you still have Russ, and you can't tank with Russ. Russ yeah. won't tank. 
He, he's not going to like that. He's gonna You're going to be in the same situation where you're a shitty organization. Everybody's going to be mad at you. Players aren't going to want to play for you because blah, 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 blah. I would love to see them commit to competing and really competing this next year because they did get the ball rolling at the end of the year. Uh, Rui Achimura is going to have another year under his belt. Thomas Bryant will be back. Yeah. Uh, Davis Bertans just got hurt last night. Hopefully, he'll be better <laughs> than he was this year. <laughs> Denny Avdija, guy. Denny Avdija's got to be better. Team, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rui's a guy that really I think is going to uh, have a breakout. Not maybe not have a breakout year next year, but just end up being a really good NBA player. Yeah. Like he definitely could be the third best player on this team and be a good team. Um, my opinion, I think that they should just bring back their same squad. I mean, they made a great trade at the trade deadline, getting Daniel Gafford. Uh, oh, I forgot from, about from him. the Bulls. Daniel Gafford has been really good for mm-hmm. Westbrook. I mean, he is yeah. just a great player next to Westbrook, kind of like a Clint Capella type player. Obviously, not as good, but um, you you bring back Thomas Bryant. Now you have two pretty decent centers. I think you maybe get one more center that can probably stretch the floor a little bit. Um, I think you just bring in some more wing shooters. I mean, there's a there's going to be a good amount of them in free agency. Maybe somehow you try to pay Norman Powell to team up with these guys. Um, but I think they bring back the same squad. I mean, this is a team that really sucked at the beginning of the year, like really bad and ended up crawling their way into the playoffs. I think you give this group of guys one full season together now that they're finally gelled. And then if things don't go well, then, you know, even if they make the playoffs as a six or seven, as long if they're a first round exit next year, I think that's when you think, okay, now we need to make a decision whether we are really need to go all in, like trade for a third star or completely retool the team but I think you give this this team a a full year next year to really gel together and see what they can do in the east I I do imagine this offseason if I had to make a prediction for like what the Wizards should expect this offseason I do expect Bradley Beal to request a trade really see I just feel like he he would have done it by now I mean they have been in so much worse situations than they are right now yeah I guess like last year yeah like when he was supposed to request a trade two years ago he got a he signed an extension yeah, so like maybe he's just a Washington lifer. I think he, I think he likes Washington, and he likes Russ. I mean, they've they've he yeah, made oh, it yeah. very clear that they are they like playing with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I expect this offseason for Washington to be very quiet. I don't think they're gonna do too much. I think they're just kind of, like I said, bring back their same guys, maybe add a couple pieces here or there. Um, nothing but, too crazy. Yeah, though. exactly. I think they should just kind of keep it low key, and. Just get players that fit with Russ well. Yeah, and and like you said, I've enjoyed watching Rui Achimura. <laughs> Granted, he's not fun to watch with you and Barry Hill in the same room. He's a goat. He's not fun to watch with <laughs> these two in the same room. But I do like Rui, and I liked yeah. him coming out of college. Uh, I thought I was just impressed in every game I watched. He's been very good this year, yeah, especially late. In the, like when mm-hmm. the Wizards went on their run, he really stepped up for them. Yeah, and there was a time where I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh, maybe he wasn't going to be as good as I – because he was skilled in college. Yeah. Like the dude had talent and skill, and he was smart. And I was like, holy moly, it doesn't seem like <laughs> it's translating right. And now all of a sudden, it, it's there. It, it's especially all Especially if he can like consistently – like a five three-pointer attempt type guy, shoot the ball above 35%. I mean – he really is good because he he is a just a very good all around player. Good on the defensive end, he can bring the ball up the court, attack in the hoop. He's great. Um, he I'm, I'm excited for his future defensively. Yeah, defensively he's he's a monster. Mm, I agree. So let's move on to the. Or I guess Philly. Um, you know, like I said, don't play Joel Embiid. I think you'd be fine to beat Washington. Did, and yeah, that's did his much MRI it. come out today about what happened? Like what? Is it right knee soreness? I don't. I didn't. I didn't see it. No. Me either. Because he was getting an MRI today. Yeah. For something. 
And I remember because uh, Davin Williams, the guy in it. the lab, uh, he came out and tweeted like, yo, if Joel Embiid's injury is serious, Trey Young is going to walk to the conference finals. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Joel Embiid will be doubtful for Game 5. Sources tell ESPN he had an MRI on his right knee today and is expected to be evaluated further in the next day. So tomorrow he'll be... He's straight. Though. He'll be fine. He's yeah. straight. If they couldn't come and up with an injury... his injury didn't seem that bad either. Yeah, like, if, it really if, didn't. If they can't come up with a name Especially for the that injury. he is doubtful. He's not even out. If he yeah. was out, then it's like, all right, maybe it's something. But, um, yeah, yeah let's, move, let's move on to the next series. You just brought it up. Atlanta versus New York. Right now, Atlanta is up 3-1. The Knicks have really, their stars have really struggled, mainly R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. And Atlanta has just played really well. Um, First thing about this series, what's your initial thoughts on this series so far? Trey Young, the villain story of Trey Young that's developing makes him way more interesting than he was before. Uh, I didn't know this because I didn't watch many Hawks games. But uh, after this is all coming out, might have been Draymond came out and said like Trey Young is one of the biggest shit talkers yeah, in the league. It was Draymond, yeah. And it was like he loves that it's finally being revealed, and I love it too. This adds another. I thought Trey Young was some blah player. Like See, yeah, Trae, he was fun. I always knew he was like that though because he's one of them guys that gets a lot of shit for the way he plays. Like a lot of guys will like to you know small guy that chucks up threes, yeah. and bully him a little bit, doesn't play defense. Like you got a shit. Talk. You have to be a shit talker because you're gonna get a lot of shit talk to you. Yeah, and I love it because I always thought he was like this bland kind of. Oh, I'm just gonna go out there and play basketball. I don't really. It doesn't really. I'm just gonna go play. He is not like that. He is. All no, shit all. talking when he was shushing the Madison Square Garden fans. If he goes down as a legend, that picture will be like one of those pictures that's like his defining moment in his career. It's like, yeah, this is when the I think switch that, was flipped. It, I think that's just going to as well, just because like it was, you know, this is the first playoff series in the Garden in eight years. And also, it's, you know, the first time we've had full house fans in a stadium that big in like over a year. So I think this series in general is going to be remembered. Um, but my, my initial thoughts, uh, just want to say in the garden, how awesome it is to watch the, watch the games in the garden. The next one will be in New York. I'm so excited for it, but, um, Atlanta is just the better team. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious watching them. The one game that the Knicks won, they kind of just went on a big run hitting threes, but I mean, Randall has just really struggled. RJ Barrett can't shoot at all. Um, it's D Rose, you know, kind of just carrying for them. Reggie Bullock has been playing pretty well. Burke's been playing all right, but it is Atlanta is just a much better and deeper roster than New York. But I don't think it is a failure by New York mm-hmm. losing in this first round at all. I know they're the higher seed, whatever. Um, Atlanta. Before I talk about just this specific series, I the Atlanta Hawks are are on the are on they're in the first year of becoming a really good team. Like if you look at this team's roster, they are all back next year and mm-hmm. they are all going to get better. And like they still they're going to have Trey Young is still on a on a rookie contract still. Like I mean this team has Trey Young, uh Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter who has been so good for them. I mean he is just a great 3 and D player. Herder. Herder coming off the bench hitting threes. John Collins has been all right in this series, but still, like, he's very good. Reddish. Capella's having a career year. Cam Reddish, I don't think he's playing. I think, I he's, think he's hurt. But, um, yeah, Kevin he's Herder coming, coming off the bench. Lou Williams is not going to be back, but he still has been pretty good for them in this series. Onyeka Okongwu has been playing. You know, he's the their most forgotten top about player. six pick in the draft last year. 
Um, there's there's another Chris Dunn is on this team. He hasn't been playing either, but people are high like, on Onyeko. The Hawks are, they are like they are gonna be good. I mm-hmm. think this this core of guys could win a championship. I think what they got to do is they really need to put a guy next to to Trey Young that is just a really good defender, but also can be ball dominant. Like a like Victor Oladipo would be perfect if healthy. Victor Oladipo, a realistic option too, I guess, but. You know they still have they, just their wings. Putting shooters around Trey Young is just so genius because he can. One thing about Trey Young's game that goes so under the radar is his court vision. I mean, he coming off of a screen, there is so many different things that he'll do, and you just don't know. Like mm-hmm. he, he's coming off of a screen, he's either gonna hit a floater, he's gonna throw a lob to Capella at the block, or he's gonna throw a wraparound wing pass to the corner to Gallinari, who we also didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> the only issue I see with this team moving forward is the John Collins situation. Uh, begging for a max. Said he wouldn't even... But the he, thing is, you don't bring John Collins back. And you're straight. They have... They, they, it's fine. Then you that's use that I money think. on somebody else. That, yeah. And that's what I was getting to. Yeah. Like, I... I you Okay. You still have Gallo. You have Onyeko Okungwu, who, like, came into the league as a 5-4. Like we don't we we thought he was gonna play five, but like there was a slight chance he plays. And if he can four. play next to Capella, I mean that would be oh, huge. My word. I just don't know if he can if he's gonna be able to stretch the floor as much. People love, and I've I've seen so many forums about it and tweets about how impressed people are with Onyeko Kungwu's defensive, uh, just ability and uh, instincts. He just goes out there and plays good defense. Yeah. He's always in the right spot. He's never making defensive mistakes. And you put that guy next to Trey Young, the athletic 6'11 center who will turn around in next season, I guarantee he'll be catching a lot of alley yeah. Like a lot. I um, ex- expect Onyeko Kongwu to have a much better season next year. Yeah. The Hawks are just really well-rounded. I mean, just with so many guys on the on the court at all times that can hit a three. I mean, that consistently can hit a three. And their lob threats are just crazy. I mean, having... And then just Trey Young to top it all off. I mean, it's really just a fantastic uh, job by the Hawks and by Nate McMillan, a team that started off really slow this year and are now the five seed and looking like they're going to move on. Is this series over? Uh, no. Uh, you're still playing the Knicks. Uh, this team is a dogfight type yeah. team. If they get you in three straight dogfights, you're, you're looking at it. If R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, all they got to do is step up, and it's a series. I agree because, I mean, these games, have other than the last game that they played, these games, the Knicks have been in all these games up to like the last like four or five minutes of the game, and then the Hawks have kind of pulled away. But they've been in it all these games with with their star all M- all NBA player Julius Randle not playing well. You know, taking a lot of really forced shots, mm-hmm. a lot of contested shots. Um, you, I mean, just the Knicks, they definitely could make a comeback, and they you know they have two more games at home. They got to win this one at home, but they have to go to Atlanta and win one, which is going to be really tough to do. Because Trey Young, you know, they're in the A. He wanted him in the A, and that sounded really weird. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he do. He yep. does. But um, I, I don't think this series is over. But I think it would take a lot for mm-hmm. the Knicks to win. But the Knicks have a much better chance of coming back than like the Wizards. Do. Oh yeah, absolutely. The Knicks. The thing is, Julius Randle starts hitting some of them mid range and those short corner one on ones that he likes to do, where he jabs, takes a couple dribbles yeah. between the legs, pull up. If he starts hitting those, it's a different series. Like, right now, it'd be a 2-2 series. Yeah. Uh, if R.J. Barrett plays like he has been all year, it's a completely I mean, they're different just, series. They're just let, they're, they were literally, the Hawks coming into this series, 
they are like, all right, we're gonna we're not gonna let Julius Randle beat us. We're gonna let RJ Barrett hit six threes and see I mean, if he, he can, can beat us. And he can't. I mean, he the dude shot forty percent from three this year, but it's the playoffs. The Hawks are, you know, he's this is the first time in the playoffs. Let's see what he can do, you know. And it's it's a bold strategy, but it, it clearly is working. Um, if Atlanta goes on to win this series, I'm I'm not saying they're gonna upset Philly at all, but I definitely think that they are gonna make it more of a series than people expect. I think that that. Philly is going to have a good defense for Atlanta, but Atlanta has a lot of different options they can go to on offense. It just kind of depends on their defense because it's going to be hard to stop Embiid if he's 100%. And it is, it, Trey Young is neutralized. I mean, 6'11, 6'9, whatever you want to call him, Ben Simmons guarding him. But they, it's not like Philly is without their defensive liabilities because Trey Young will, Trey Young not only is going to struggle a lot more against Ben Simmons, I think. You know, if I can make it a, a realistic, yeah. A, but he's not just gonna be playing one on one the whole no, time. No, yeah, either. But yeah. he's also a serious defensive liability. But they have Seth Curry. True. Just stick Trey Young and Seth Curry and call it a day. Yeah. And the thing DeAndre is, DeAndre Hunter matches up well against Ben Simmons. Seth Curry, I I don't, I'm really surprised that he can be in the playoffs and be as like good as he is with how much of a defensive liability he is. But he's I really guess, not that bad of a defender. I, <laughs> I guess like Duncan. I don't. I yeah, mean, I don't get Duncan. why. I mean, if you are that good of a shooter, I don't think you are a liability at all. Yeah, I guess. Look at Bryn Forbes. Yeah. What he been doing for Milwaukee? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Speaking Duncan, of that Duncan. series, yeah, let's move on to that one. Milwaukee versus Miami. The Miami was the first team to be eliminated, uh, which was so shocking. I mean, didn't you have the Heat beating Milwaukee? No. Are you sure? There's, I'm pretty sure you did. No. Check it. That's not the right note, but oh, I'm pretty sure you did. I, I think don't you had think Miami so. winning in seven. Because we were talking about, I was talking about Milwaukee, Brooklyn. I don't think you had Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Maybe I had you, Heat. You had the Heat winning, I'm pretty sure. Which oh, is just dude, crazy. I'll have to go back and check. <laughs> but I mean, after game one of this series, I really was expecting this series to be a great series. And Milwaukee just dominated them <laughs> after that. I mean, Bryn Forbes scored more points than Jimmy Butler did in the whole series. Which is awesome. Go Bryn Forbes. Uh, dude's going to get paid this offseason by some team. but Milwaukee, Some team's going to bite. I really wish I would have picked Milwaukee to win it all. Because oh, I said I wanted like to. I really said I wanted to. And I really wish I did. Because I think East wins. I think East wins the finals in my opinion. I think the winner of... Now that Brooklyn has beat Boston. Winner of Milwaukee-Brooklyn will win the NBA title, I think. Um, and I cannot wait for this series, bro. This, I don't have much to say about Milwaukee-Miami, though, because every game was a blowout, and I didn't. Yeah, and, I don't want to watch that. And all honesty, if Miami has video, it might be a different story. Yeah. Might be game not. one was really fun. Like, Duncan yeah. Robinson was going off. Drew Holiday had a really good game. Chris Middleton hit that buzzer beater. But after that, it was super boring. Yeah, and like you said, I, I this Milwaukee-Brooklyn series determines who runs the East for the next few seasons. If Milwaukee wins this series, Milwaukee will rattle off probably three straight conference finals wins. I don't see anybody stopping them. Conference finals wins, like making it to the finals. Making it to the finals, yeah. I don't see anybody stopping them if they can figure out how to beat everybody. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, beating like, Brooklyn. And then you have to probably go through Philly. And like, if you beat Philly, that's a good defensive team. Yeah. That's legit. <laughs> like, you are a check the video. damn good team. Uh, and... We were both saying, like, Milwaukee is good, and they match up perfectly against Brooklyn, and that's what makes this series so interesting. Because 
I'm not sure Brooklyn matches up well against Milwaukee. Oh, they clearly don't. Yeah, but like, Brooklyn doesn't match up well against anyone, though. They just so. score more than yeah, everybody exactly. else. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about, uh, before we talk about Milwaukee, Brooklyn more in depth, let's talk about the loser, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, a team that was the five seed last year uh, in the bubble, go on this historic run, make it to the NBA Finals, losing six to the Lakers. Um, and then in the offseason, they don't make much moves. They actually, they got worse. They The only move they really made was losing Jay Crowder. Um, and, they, they you know, they trade for Trevor Ariza in the season. They signed Dwayne Dedman. But other than that, they didn't make much moves. Well, they and, got VO. Yeah, I mean, they got VO. But he didn't play, though, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't count it. Yeah, yeah um, I guess. And Miami loses in four and gets swept in the first round of the playoffs. I think going into this offseason, they got to make a major move. I mean, a guy like, you know, you look at Tyler Hero. I hate to always, he's a scapegoat, but, I mean, he's the guy that really went off in the bubble and was supposed to take this leap to becoming a star. They didn't want to trade him for James Harden. And, you know, he, he, he performed a lot worse than he was supposed to. He still had a better year than his rookie year, but he definitely did not take that jump that everyone expected. Um, I think Miami has to make a huge move. They're obviously going to be players in free agency. I mean, they just they always are. Kawhi Leonard is the top dog in free agency. You know, I mean, there's not many teams that are going to be competing for Kawhi, whether it's if if he doesn't stay with the Clippers. I mean, you have Miami, the Knicks, the Mavericks have some some money. That's pretty much it. Other than them three, like there's really no other realistic situations for him. So Miami either has to make a huge splash in signing a guy. Or they have to make a big-time trade, I think, because you have to put a guy with Jimmy Butler that is is more... I think, I think they need more guard play, more ball-dominant players that... Scores. That's, yeah, exactly. But like like Tyler Hero, just, just better. better. A get lot a, better. Get a better Tyler yeah, Hero. Yeah, exactly. Huh. I wonder if you should have traded like Tyler Hero for like Bradley Beal yeah. or something <laughs> like that. The fact that they held on, and I get it, because in all reality... I think most people thought Tyler Hero was going to take that jump. Yeah. I After watching him in the bubble and watching how comfortable he was dealing with playoff pressure, you expected him to take a leap. I mean, the regular season, nobody plays defense like that in the playoffs, and that's when he balled out the most. Uh, but now, after this year, uh, you might be looking to pull the trigger on a trade. Uh, and I think you should. Well, what trades are you even going to have available, though? I don't now, know. You know, it's just like. You just got to. Yeah. I don't know if it, it doesn't mean you have to trade Tyler Hero for a guy, but it's just they got to do something. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo didn't work out. You could maybe re-sign him, bring him back, see, because he would, he would be nice, obviously, next to Jimmy Butler. But um, I think they also need to try and figure out who's going to be that guy they can put next to Bam on a bio for the future, not just, not just kind of rotating in a guy every year. Um, I don't know if Precious Oshawa can end up being that guy someday, but they are very similar players. Um, but whether it's a four or a five next to Bam, because you can put Bam at the four, obviously. He technically is a four still, but I think that's another thing they need to do is get a figure out your guy for the future next to Bam out of bio. Mm-hmm. you got to figure out your whole, are you planning to compete and win right now, or are you waiting three years? Yeah. That's what this offseason is about. And in three years, I mean, you know, Jimmy Butler is gone. is going to be old, too. Yeah. Like, this team and they you know be gone, this team is getting a lot older. I mean, they have you know Tyler Hero and he's kind of I mean him and Bam Adebayo are really their two only young like core key players because Drogic is getting older. Duncan Robinson is not young; he's no, like twenty seven or eight already. I mean, he's not getting worse, but you know it's just Jimmy Butler, obviously. Um, 
he is, I expect, a big offseason oh. from them. A lot of changes, I think. Talk about old. I mean, Andre Iguodala still yeah, plays exactly. for this roster. Trevor Ariza. Trevor yeah. Ariza. Like, you're, you're not getting any younger. You got to pick. Are you winning now? Yeah, they or have winning young later? players, but they not a lot of them are key players to their team. Yeah. Uh, this Heat situation, I'm really rooting for him and I'm pulling for him because I, I I like Eric Spolstra. I've liked him since. I mean, the wait. Heat are just a fun team to root yeah. for. I mean, they they always have the bad. fan base is is yeah, fun. And they have the Heat culture and everything. Yep. Um, but we'll see what the Heat do because they they have a lot a lot to expect this upcoming season. I don't know about you, but I have like. I am way more tired than I was to start this episode. Really? <laughs> like, I am dipping a whole... Damn, it's 1040. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't even realize. We've been doing I'm, this not for that, I'm not that tired, but I'm, I definitely am not, like, wide awake. Late night movies. episodes, baby. That's what we're... Here, Scott um, Van Pelt. So let's talk about the next series loser that just happened. The Brooklyn Nets defeated the Boston Celtics in five. Celtics, after making the conference finals last year... Do kind of the same thing that the Heat did and made really no moves this offseason except losing a key player to their rotation and get and losing the first round. So Boston, very similar to the Heat. They they need a wake up. I think this is the wake up call in Boston. Yeah, you can make the excuse that Jalen Brown got hurt. It didn't they were gonna be the seventh seed even if he didn't get hurt. And they were gonna lose to Brooklyn even yeah. if he didn't get hurt. They weren't gonna go anywhere. So they could take that route and just say we only lost because he was out. Let's bring back the same team. I think they should not do that. Uh I think that this season is a wake up call for them and the front office. And look, we've made it to the conference finals three times in the last six years now and have yet to make the finals, and we're regressing now with, mm-hmm. with two players that are in going towards their prime. With, so. with multiple opportunities to pull the trigger on a yeah. trade, and, like, they're just still like, oh, the future, the future, the future. Stop it. Like, Jason yeah. Tatum is going to be a baller next year. Yeah. Jalen Brown is hopefully going to come back from this injury better than he was last year. You got to get that third option. You have to quit lollygagging yeah. and hold it. Don't if Marcus Smart is the deciding factor in getting the third option, get rid of Marcus Smart. <laughs> yeah. Don't has it like he's and like Marcus Smart is like really. I love him. He's probably the third best player, but like it's look at Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder. Yeah. It's always it's the yeah. common thing. And like, yeah, I mean obviously we can go back to that, but that's of the past. I mean this is this past. this is this yeah. season. No, um, what I'm saying is like don't let Marcus Smart be the next yeah, Avery Bradley. I, I know, but it's just like. I think Tatum and Jalen Brown are the only ones that are safe. Everyone else, no one else is safe. You've had these lottery picks that, you know, you didn't want to trade because you didn't want to include all these first-round picks that you got from other teams and trades. Romeo Langford, Aaron Nesmith, uh, there's one more, uh, Grant Williams, all those guys that were those picks. Like, they're, they're not they're not players that are going to elevate your team. Like, yeah, they're Romeo Langford had a good game, you know. Aaron Nesmith might be a pretty good role player and shoot shooter, but he's not gonna be that guy who makes your team go from a a decent playoff team to a championship team. Like uh-uh. I think that they need to this is a I I say the wake up call a lot, but I mean really it is. Like Boston definitely needs to make some serious changes in a conference that is only going... It's just like the West last year. The East is only going to be much better next year. Oh, yeah. You have a full, healthy East. It's a different story. Brooklyn, healthy. Milwaukee's going to be nuts. Philly's obviously going to be good. Charlotte. Charlotte is going to probably be good. Washington is going to 
probably get better. Atlanta's going to get better. The Knicks are for sure going to get better. Miami is probably going to get better. Those are just the playoff teams that I named. Those are not any non-playoff teams. The Pistons are going to be good as shit. Like, (laughs) but yeah, Boston, I don't really want to talk about them anymore because I don't like talking about them. And here's the thing about Boston. If you guys want to keep regressing, go ahead. Like, yeah, it's fun to make fun of them, please. actually. Yeah, it is. Please. So don't make any moves, actually, because it'd be funny. I like your roster. Um, I Milwaukee, really Brooklyn, though, let's talk about that. It's the first uh, second round matchup that we are 100% sure it is going to happen. Who's winning in set or who's winning seven game series? Dude. Right now. With the way Milwaukee has been playing and the way I don't think Brooklyn, or the way I think Brooklyn has so many uh, holes that Milwaukee just doesn't have. Milwaukee doesn't have a hole. They don't have an issue. DiVincenzo is out for the playoffs, by the way, just so you know. They don't have a defensive problem. They're great offensively. Giannis is unstoppable. I mean, literally unstoppable. He didn't even, like, play great or, like, put up crazy stats in those Miami games, which is even crazier because they were winning by 20. Like, he had the one game, he had, like, 11 points or something. Like, didn't even shoot the ball, like, more than 10 times just because their whole team is just really deep. They're, the Nets have a glaring issue. It's defense. What have your coaches told you since you were six years old? What wins championships? Yeah, defense, baby. It's what it's what wins. I see Milwaukee winning this in seven. I think this goes seven. I'll be shocked if it didn't go seven. I'm gonna stick with my Brooklyn pick just because I did I did pick them, so I'm gonna stick with it. But I like I said, winner of this series, I think wins the championship. I think I would be. I would be shocked if another, if this the winner of this series didn't go to the finals at least. Oh I, no, but, that would be like the um, I don't see a thing. team in the West that is going to beat either Milwaukee or Brooklyn. I think they're both better than any team in the West. The West is really wide open, especially if the Lakers don't end up winning their series. Like I have no clue who's going to make the finals. Me um, either. But yeah, that is the Eastern Conference. So let's move over to the West. One eight in the West. This one I don't have much to talk about. Utah versus Memphis. Um. They've been fun games, actually. Like, the game one was fun. Memphis won. Dylan Brooks has been talking his shit, playing really well. Uh, John Morant, they lost in game two, but he had almost 50 points. Played really well. Um, but it looks like Utah's going to win this series. Yeah, and this is these are two of the teams where it's like, yeah, Memphis, the only thing, we all know what to say about Memphis. They're young. Like, they'll be back next year probably, maybe. I've done the West is going to be good. Yeah, next and they year. definitely like exceeded expectations. Yeah, this year so without like, Jaron Jackson and like Utah's good. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there isn't much to say. Uh, it's one versus eight. Yeah. I really mean, rooting against Utah in the next yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, Memphis though, going into next year, not a lot that needs to change for them. I mean, just come back healthy, get Jaron Jackson Jr. hundred percent ready to go by game one. Um, Valanciunas, make sure he's on your team next year. I wouldn't. I think he's a key piece to their core. Um, and I think they should go out and get, like, a, a nice wing player to add in with Dylan. I mean, Dylan Brooks has really stepped up, so he's definitely a, a starter for this team, obviously. But if they could go out and sign uh, Evan Fournier or something, a player like that in free agency, I think that would be perfect for, for them because then you can move Kyle Anderson to the bench, be a really good, and have start Fournier and uh, Dylan Brooks on the wing. I think that's a really nice team, so... I think Memphis has definitely has a bright future, obviously. Oh, Memphis's future is golden. It's what the Pistons <laughs> look like in two years. So let's talk about L.A. versus Dallas, four versus five. This series has been really weird. Dallas took the first two in L.A. Playoff P's trending. Luka's going nuts. The 
Mavericks are going to sweep the Clippers after the Clippers avoided the, or this was their perfect first round matchup. And then they go to Dallas and the Clippers just play really well. And Kawhi <laughs> Leonard is going abs is Jesus Christ and is going absolutely nuts. And Paul George has been playing really well too. Um, Luca's played well, but he really, he, I did not realize how like poor of a free throw shooter Luca was. Me either. As far as like, I mean, not poor, but he just is like he missed like seven or eight free throws the other night. You'd think a Euro like uh, this sounds weird. I don't know. You think a European like it just sounds like something a European would be good at free throws, Euro steps, floaters, <laughs> pick and sure. rolls. Sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. But uh, the series though, I I think the Clippers are gonna end up winning. But I I don't know though. Uh. I don't know. I think whoever wins game five wins the series. Yeah, no, and I, I can see that. I'm hard rooting for the Mavericks. Go Mavericks. See, I I am rooting for the Mavericks, but like I want the reason low I key, am though, if if the Lakers don't end up beating the Suns, I think the Clippers are like the second best team in the West. As far I like I think the Clippers are the most likely to make the finals, I guess. If the Lakers don't. More likely than the Nuggets? I think so, probably. More likely than the Suns? I th- yeah, probably. Yeah, you said that. I you said so. that. I'm not going to keep questioning you. You <laughs> yeah. said it already. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I think, in all honesty, dude, if if Chris Paul can come back, like, fine and healthy, like, get Oh, his, yeah, he's fine. His... He played great the other night when, like, they, when they won. Yeah, he's fine. Dude, the Suns are dangerous, man. Could you imagine Steve Nash? I saw this the other day. Oh, on TikTok. Steve Nash in the finals versus the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be super cool, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't know who my favorite is, though. I'd probably go with the Clippers, Like, I if guess. the Lakers, uh, let's lose. just say yeah, the, Lakers the Lakers lose. lose. Yeah. yeah, I would think, I would say the Clippers, just because the none of the other teams have, like, really, like, a crap ton of playoff experience. This could be. Obviously, the Suns have Chris Paul, but other than that, nobody. The Nuggets, yeah, they went far last year, but they don't have guys who made the finals. Portland <laughs> doesn't. U- Utah doesn't. I mean, the Clippers have... Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he's like the only guy who's the only star that's made the finals in the West. Think about what the Western Conference playoffs can look like if Dallas wins this series. Utah, Dallas, Phoenix, and Denver. Yeah, or Portland. Huh? Like, what a weird <laughs> yeah, four teams. Yeah, exactly. And then if, it's, if it ends not, up being that four, like, I have no clue. And that does it. not compare to Brooklyn, Philly, <laughs> Milwaukee and Atlanta. Yeah, not like even not, close. Like three of those teams are better than like yeah. Philly, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn are better than every every team. Every, which is weird because the West is always more. I mean, the West definitely has the eight teams that are in the West are better than the eight teams that are in the East. But the top heavy ones, yeah. like the three best teams in the playoffs, I think are on the East. Yeah, I think I would. I think so. So yeah, yeah I, um, the healthy Lakers might be. Yeah, but it's but, but they're, they're not. Like, healthy. They're not healthy. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Um, Clippers Dallas though has been a, one of the most funnest series to watch. Sucks that it, every game is on so late. Um, I think that they play tomorrow night, game five, if I'm not mistaken. It's not gonna load, but uh, yeah, or yeah, they play tomorrow night at ten. So super excited for that game. I think the yeah, I think the winner of that game probably ends up winning the series. So we'll see if a, if one of these teams can finally win a home game in this series. But super fun matchup though. Um, and Dallas if they lose this series. That's fine because I mean they they definitely need to try to get better guys with Luca, but imagine if Kawhi left. Imagine if the Mavericks beat the Clippers and Kawhi left and went to the Mavs. <laughs> good thing oh. you good thing you just said this because earlier when we were talking about him, I meant to talk about I want I want the Clippers to lose so Kawhi leaves. Yeah, but like I'm tired. I don't tired. think Kawhi's gonna leave. <laughs> 
Do you think he'll leave? Two times, not making it to the conference finals. Yeah, but it would, I just don't see Kawhi. You gotta leave. I, I just don't see Kawhi as like a, t- a team flopper, like like just switching teams so much. Even though he like Already this would did. be his fourth team in like like five or six years. Why stop here? That would just be weird though. Like he, he hated and the Paul Spurs. George resigned with the Clippers already, so like, and he clearly doesn't care about winning, or else he would have stayed in Toronto. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he just wanted to play in LA. Yeah, he's from. LA. So why not stay there? Exactly. Yeah, I like, guess. I don't think he would leave the Clippers, but if they lose in the first round, though, I mean, why not? Why you, would you? Maybe. Stay? Yeah. Why would you You're stay? This ruining team that, your legacy. This, the Clippers have no future. They're in win now mode right now. So three years ago, people thought you could have been the goat, and like. <laughs> You're killing yeah. your legacy <laughs> by staying in LA, and it's just they're the Clippers too, which is just, just it makes it ten times. Just funnier. leave. Um, next series, Denver versus Portland. This one, uh, game five is currently going on right now, and it is close. I'm pretty sure towards the end of this game, Nuggets or Trailblazers are up ninety-two to ninety with thirty seconds left in the third quarter. So this is a very close game. Um, this was a series that once Denver went up two games to one, I really thought Denver was going to pull away. And then Portland just won by like forty the other night <laughs> against the Nuggets and absolutely killed them. Norman Powell went off. Um, I think Portland's gonna end up winning this series. I really do. Denver, I really thought was going to, and I like Denver's team more. But the, just watching them the other night, like Portland was just dominating them on offense and on defense. Um, I think Portland's deeper than Denver a thousand percent, especially just because you know Denver is banged up right now with injury, which is unfortunate, but. I think Portland's going to end up winning this series, actually. Yeah, and Portland has the a couple guys like just sitting there, like waiting to go off at any moment. I mean, Norman Powell and Mello are both guys that either go out and get you like ten points, or they might go off yeah. and get you a thirty. Yeah, ball. Norm had thirty the other. Mello night. hasn't done that in a while, but so still, like, yeah. I mean, he'll him getting 17, 18 points is like a damn, points but, that you you don't expect to get. Yeah, I guess. and then with Damian and Lillard, yeah, huh, <laughs> like. Mickey Mouse MVP. <laughs> like these these dudes are built for this. Yeah, the Portland exactly. is built for these playoffs. Both of these teams, whether they lose in the first round or not, I think uh, it's fine just because they both dealt with a lot of injuries this year. MVP Jokic, he'll probably get trolled for losing in the first round and winning the MVP. Uh, if just come they do back and win losing. it next year. But yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be really good next year, anyways. Yeah. So. Um, and then, yeah, it's I am getting a little tired, so we can wrap this up shortly. Uh, last series, <laughs> Phoenix versus what? Hey, you like a wall or what? Oh, yeah, I'm getting damn tired. Uh, real quick, before we – Denver is going to be – I think Denver is going to be leagues better next year. Oh, I like, think so. I think so. Denver will yeah. easily be the one. Depends seed. on what their offseason goes Or And the like, Lakers. But, but yeah, Denver is going to be, like, finals contender. They've yeah. been, like, a good playoff team the last few years, but, like, next year, like, MPJ could make the finals. Yeah, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, that Jokic, Jokic, that's a crazy. I couldn't even think of his name. I'm so tired. Yeah, um, and then Phoenix versus LA. Like this is. I really thought that uh, after the Lakers won game. Honestly, after they won game two, I was like, all right, the Lakers will probably end up winning this series. Like then they won game three, but then Anthony Davis goes down with an injury, and he is not going to play tonight. Um, in game five, KCP is hurt. Let me check to see if he is playing because I'm not sure if he is playing. I think they said he was out. I think he's not playing tonight. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope is expected to return to the lineup oh. tonight in Phoenix after was... missing game four. But uh, no way, no AD though. So we tonight is going to be a crazy game, and I really want to watch it. But I really wish I didn't have to be at work at seven. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to. Uh, but yeah, I, actually, let's see what the score is right now because I mean it's already like in the second quarter probably. Phoenix is up 
forty to twenty six right now. Or early Ooh. early second quarter, Ooh. but that's still um, forty points. LeBron in the really second. has to go like twenty eighteen LeBron for the Lakers to win tonight, and he hasn't done that all playoffs. And he hasn't, and that's the thing though. People expect it, but like he's he's also like. Three, that was three years ago. I mean, he's this, he's old. A, he's a different LeBron now. He's got seven and five right now. Only shot. He's three for eight from the field. Not bad. But who's going off for the Devin Booker has 18 already. And Cameron Payne has 14 and nine minutes off That's the bench. That's my 2K player, Bill. Holy crap. He's going off. <laughs> point guard LeBron in 2021 is way different than 2018 point guard LeBron. Yeah. Com- two completely different players. One is Magic Johnson. The other one's Penny Hardaway. <laughs> don't don't know what compared. do you mean by that like lebron now right now passes is way more passive than he was in 2018 so that's magic johnson yeah penny hardaway ain't scoring 40 in the playoffs though yeah <laughs> one is michael jordan and one <laughs> yeah. is, is magic yeah, johnson work. yeah that works. that's a better <laughs> um yeah this series though i don't know who's gonna win it bro Maybe. i really don't um i i don't know who i want to win it either that's the worst part like I feel like if the Lakers lose in the first round, LeBron's I, the only reason I don't want them to lose is just for his legacy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it won't be hurt that much, right? Like they've been, he was hurt, AD was hurt. Like people are obviously going to give him shit, yeah. like obviously. But I'm just saying, like in, for a real basketball like, fan, a year later though, like are we gonna like in two years when he retires, are we gonna look back and say him losing to Phoenix in the first round as when they were the seven seed is With the AD reason hurt. He, is the reason he's not the goat. That's what I mean. People. Obviously, people are gonna give him shit, but like, yeah. that's just expected in general. If he, even if he won, he won the title last year, and people yeah. are still giving him shit. I saw, it. I saw a tweet that said like, if you think this is a legacy game for LeBron, quit watching basketball and go watch a different sport. It was <laughs> yeah. like it's just not. Like, if you understand the circumstances, you realize that whether LeBron goes out and drops fifty or has twenty five and ten, it probably won't affect this game. Yeah, like obviously it will, but like you know what I'm saying. Like, the Suns without AD, the Lakers are not that great. The, the Lakers definitely could win, like, end up winning this series still. But it's just going to take a really good game from LeBron. And it's also, LeBron could still have a 40-point triple-double, and they could lose this game. I mean, like, Devin Booker is going off right now, you know? Like, and Chris Campaign. Paul is playing. He's back. He played really well in their last win. Um, it looks like Phoenix is might be winning. Obviously, this is super early in the game, though, so I don't want to say nothing, but... Uh, by the time you hear this, you will know the winner of Game 5. So, uh, is that pretty much it? I think that wraps up the episode. I think we will be back on Saturday to talk about the rest of the first round. It might be, be might be wrapped up. by. I think it will probably will be wrapped up by Saturday. So, unless there's some Game 7. So, uh, yeah. Enjoy NBA playoffs. Thank you for listening to the late night episode. And bye. Peace.